for me for quite some time, and I didn't know what it was for or when it was going to come about that I'd be able to speak it. And then it just so happened, as Poppy said, that everything came together and the pieces fell. Um, and so what I'm going to speak on today is something that intrigued me when I heard about it. And Alex is going to get mad at me because I walk around a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, you see, I love this Bible. I love everything that it says. I love everything that's written in it. Um, some of the stuff in it, I'm just like, wow, it's amazing. It's amazing what God can do. Um, I love reading the fact that it says when that no weapons formed against me shall prosper. That, that motivates me. That builds me up. That means nothing that I can go through is going to hold weight uh, to my God. I love reading things that say, if God be for me, then who can be against me? Um, I love reading these things. And I love the fact that the Bible challenges me and it motivates me and it makes me think differently about situations. Um, I love all those things, but there is a verse in the Bible that just, when I read it, I was like, hmm, really? That's it? Um, and, and let's just go, if you will, with me to Genesis 2 and 7. And let's see what your reaction is to this. And just so you know, while y'all are getting there, and it's up on the screen because that's the modern technology that we have, um, I am one of those preachers that an amen and a shout back just helps me get, you know, it doesn't make me as nervous. So if you, thank you, thank you. You know, just a shout back every now and then, or just do the face, you know, like you're, you know. Like something just stinks or something. I don't care. You know, it just helped me go along. Uh, so here we go. Genesis 2 and 7. And it's out of the Message Bible because that's just helped me better preach this sermon. <laughs> God formed man out of dirt from the ground. And he blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man came alive, a living soul. So I said I love everything in this Bible. Except for when I got to this verse, because he said, God formed man out of dirt. Dirt. And I'm thinking, okay. Okay, this God, you ready, Austin? This God who, pay, or who creates winter days, something like this picture here, as majestic as that is, as beautiful as that is, the same God that did that made me out of dirt. Or, even better, the same God that made the spring day. Look at that. How cool is that? He even got the moon in the back. That's how cool he is. Just cool. Uh, all the colors and everything. The same God that did that made me out of dirt. I can keep, Let's go again, Austin. What do we got next? It's uh, sunset. Look at that. I just picture myself on a beach right now. <laughs> um, I got one more for you. You ready? Check this out. Boom. I just, I put that one on there because they had bucks. I ain't going to lie. Um, there was a lot of other fall pictures. But look, all four of those seasons were beautiful and magnificent. And it, and it shows that God spared no expense in creating everything we see around us. But there was a point in time where he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my greatest creation yet. And I'm going to form it out of dirt. 
Now, for some of y'all, y'all are like, oh, you know, okay, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. For me, that's a big deal. You know, because he, he has access and the ability to use anything he wanted, gold, pearls, uh, jewels, diamonds, everything. But he, he created it. Look, I think some of y'all are asleep. So let me just do this. I'm a visual person, so I'm going to make this visual. Look at this. Dirt. There's nothing beautiful about that. There's nothing magnificent about that. It's just plain old dirt. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Hmm. So this dirt probably costs what? Two twenty-five a bag, Dad. You do a lot of planting. Well, how much does dirt cost? Potting soil, two twenty-five. Sold two twenty-five. Give that man some dirt. Um. So dirt. And you know the thing about dirt? Has anybody heard anything positive about dirt? No. Dirt has never had a positive thing around it. For instance, we say things like, you better watch your dirty mouth. Correct. Tatum, you, you almost there, girl. You almost there. We say things like, don't look at that dirty magazine. Or you're as cheap as correct. So it's never had a positive thing, but yet God decided, I'm going to make my greatest creation out of dirt. Why? Why? Why out of dirt? Because God knew that if he took something negative, in all his power, he could make it positive. Okay. So God, when I was when I was thinking on this, and God gave it to me, I said, "God, dirt. Why about dirt? Not a lot of people preach about dirt. Can't this be a sermon about something else?" He said, "No, no, no. I don't want you to focus on the dirt, son. It's not about the dirt. Yes, I made you out of dirt, but it's not about the dirt. You see, we should praise God that He is not afraid to work." With things that are dirty. You see, as awesome as he is, he's not afraid to work with things as awful as dirt. Or as magnificent as he is, he's not afraid to work with the ordinary. See, some people would consider this just ordinary dirt. There's nothing special about it. it you know, if I throw it in the air, it's just going to go back to the ground. It's, it won't fly. It won't do anything. So in that in saying that we should thank God that while everybody else is trying to stay clean and I do this in my job we'll get dirty digging uh up septic tanks and we will wash off everything. Everything that has dirt on it will get washed off cuz we want it to remain clean. But see God says, "You know what? Give me that pile of dirt. Give me that messy situation." You see my favorite thing about this passage is that God will take a messy thing and make it a great thing. You see, if you have a problem with this, or if you just have problems and your problems have problems, you can appreciate the fact that God works with dirt. Because then that means he's going to jump right into your situation without hesitation. 
You see, if, you, if you're going through some stuff, and, and I'm just going to level with you for just a little bit. If you're going through some stuff like your financial stuff, it's maybe because you're not where God wanted you to be. See, dirt just can't go anywhere. You can't put dirt in an engine and expect it to do what it was created to do. You see, everything has a purpose, and everything has a, a, a divine appointment, including dirt. And you and I, as we were created, God said, you know what, I'm going to use dirt because there's something I want to do. And in order to do it, I'm, I'm, I have to be the only one that gets credit for it. You see, we can alter and change anything we want as long as we put our hands to it. But dirt, we can't alter and change. There's nothing we can do to dirt to make it anything else besides dirt. But God said, I can. He said, I can make something that is going to flip and, and make people just turn over sideways thinking, what in the world? How did this just happen? So, you see, God chose dirt, this simple dirt, because it is the only thing that can be planted into. I'm going to let that sink in just a minute. It's the, dirt is the only thing that you can plant something in. You can deposit inside of it. And when you deposit something inside of it, and you continue to maintain it, now there's the key here. Because there's a lot of us that are just sitting around, and God has given us something, and he's planted something inside of us, but yet we won't do anything to let that thing grow. You see, I, I helped dad plant flowers uh, this spring in the front of his house, and he he told he told me he told me steps as to how to plant them because see he knows what it would take for those plants to grow and let me tell you something my dad will go to Lowell's and he'll get the the flowers or the plants that are on death row and I'm am I lying he gets the plants that are on death like they are fixing to die and he says I'll take all those you see cuz like my dad has a vision. He said, those can still be what they were called to be. Those can still be what they were created to be. And so he planted them, and he told me specific instructions on how to plant them. And he said, and when you're done, I need you to water all of them. You see, there are three things that every, every form of life needs to sustain itself. Sun, water, and oxygen. You see, the greatest thing about planting something, a seed, is that when you push it down in there, your thumbprint covers it. Your handprint covers it. So there's a barrier where you have made an impression See, God, when he formed us, he had to take it in his hand and he had to mold it around and shape it around to this, the, the, the exact specifications as to where he wanted it and how he wanted it. See, I want you to look around the room and I want you to think, hmm, what do I have in common with Jackie? What do I have in common with Austin? What do I have in common with Poppy? And if you say, you know what, I don't have nothing in common with any of those. I, I you know, I, Austin likes The Walking Dead. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of The Walking Dead. 
Um, you know, I, I don't have nothing in common with any of these people. And I want to tell you right now, you're absolutely wrong. Because the person beside you to the left, the person beside you to the right, the person behind you, the person in front of you, we were all made out of dirt. So there's not one person in here better than the other because we were all made out of the same stuff. And we were all created the same way. So just because someone holds a higher status in society doesn't mean God holds them higher up. So some of us need to stop putting our face against the window just hoping and praying that God will come through. When God said, I already planted that seed, I need you to do something with it. I need you to stir up what I gave you. I need you to go and read my word so that I can continue to bless that seed. You see, you just sit there with your face against the window is not doing anything for the kingdom. Some of us are sitting and waiting on a financial breakthrough, and God said, I've planted a seed inside of you and an idea inside of you, and if you would just use what I gave you, this thing would grow and you wouldn't have to come to me anymore. You see, God doesn't want us to keep begging and knocking on the door and banging on the walls. He wants us to be like, you know what, God, I just praise you. I thank you for this financial blessing that you just gave me. I thank you for the blessing of formula that came on my porch. That's the kind of stuff he wants to hear. He doesn't want to hear, God, I just need another $100 to pay my bills. Or, God, I just need this. Or, God, he doesn't, that's not the kind of God he is. Now, he'll come through, but we got to do something with what he gave us. You know, I, I, I read a, a quote from a guy, and a guy's name is Dr. Monroe. And I thought this was so profound that I put it in here. And it simply says, he says, I believe the wealthiest place on earth is not in the oil fields of Iraq or in the oceans where there's unseen treasures. He said, but I believe that the wealthiest place on earth is the cemetery. The cemetery. You see, because in the cemetery, there are dreams that never became a reality. Buried in the cemetery is music that was never sung. Buried in the cemetery are sermons that were never preached. And buried in the cemeteries are vision that were never saw. You want to know why? Because there are people that didn't do anything with the seed that he planted inside of them. And they took it to the grave with them. And that's the devil's MO. He wants you to just hang on to that seed and not realize that when God created you, he made you out of dirt because he can plant something inside you and he can grow something out of you and you can change the world. It doesn't matter if you're 50, 12, 6, 5, you can change your environment by simply growing what God has planted inside of you. Ooh, hallelujah. Dirt needs to be stirred up, and this is something I learned working with my dad. Dirt needs to be stirred up or tilled is what it's called. And the reason being is the topsoil will get hard and brittle, and in order to get better soil, you need to stir it up. So for us, that means we need to stir it up. We can't just stay on the stagnant word that the preacher preached Sunday and just expect him to feed us every Sunday. 
You see, there's something missing there. And, and I tell my youth this all the time, and they probably get sick and tired of me saying it. But I said, look, I can't get you to heaven. I can't do anything when you're outside of my realm, or my voice. When you're in school, it's up to you to stir up what God gave you. It's up to you to fertilize that ground. It's up to you to do something with it. And it's the same thing that I tell all of us. It is up to us to till our own ground. It is up to us to stir the dirt up because if we don't, we're going to get dry and we're going to get brittle and we're just going to blow away like dust in the wind. See, God didn't create us just to blow away. God created us to stand firm, grow our roots, and start producing fruit. And see, when you start producing fruit, then people are like, ooh, I want some of that. People are drawn to people who are firm and, and, and can stand there. People aren't drawn to leaves that blow in the wind. But people are drawn to the red oaks. You know, millions and millions of people go to see the red oaks. And I've never been there, but it's on my bucket list. These things are ginormously tall. They are huge. You know, and I, I thought of this. You know, a seed is no good just sitting in your hand. And a seed is no good just sitting in dirt if you just put it in. If, if I just laid that seed right on top of this, it's not going to do any good. Because then it's just laying there. But if I push this seed in there, and I put some water on it, and I set it outside, and I give it the things it needs, Notice I didn't say the things it wants. There's a difference there. We can want a lot of things, but we only need a certain amount of things. And for, for this illustration, this seed only needs sun, water, and oxygen. The sun died on a cross for us. The water is the... When he went to the woman in the well, and he was talking to the woman, and um, you don't have to look it up, but I'll just give you the verse so you know that I'm not lying. <laughs> uh, hold on, I skipped too far, my bad. It's in Ephesians. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. It's in Ephesians. You'll, ha you'll just have to trust me because I lost my place. Um, anyways, he's talking to the woman at the well, and he said, woman, I will give you living water. You will never thirst again. That's, that's real water. That's water that if I pour it in this thing, it will never, this thing will never have to worry about water for the rest of its life. That's true water. That's sustainable water. And then oxygen. How cool is it that God didn't just settle with forming man, but he said, you know what? I'm going to give man my very DNA. Have you ever blowed up a balloon? And this is going to be really nasty, but when you blow up a balloon, some of your spit and saliva is in that balloon. So when you let it go, everybody around you gets to share in your spit and saliva. You know, Bailey does that all the time. She'll blow up a balloon and let it go. I'm like, ooh, God, come on. But listen, so God took the time out to say, you know what? I'm not just going to form you, but I'm going to blow into you, which means I'm going to give you the oxygen and I'm the living water, and my son's going to die for you so that the seed that I planted inside of you will be able to grow. 
So he didn't set us up for failure in the beginning. He set us up for success. We fail because we choose to fail. Now, some of y'all are going to be like, hey, that's not funny. Don't say that. But it's the truth. You see, this Bible, there's nothing a lie or false about this Bible. Everything in this Bible is true. So I just read you the scripture where he said, I breathe into their nostrils and man became alive. It's a choice to stay dead or worthless as dirt or to be alive. I choose to be alive. I choose to grow the the seed that was planted in me. It's my choice. Hmm. You know, I what I love about this illustration is none of y'all knew the seed that was in there except for me. No one knew that it was in there. No one knew that it, I had to dig in there and get it but me. You know what I love about that? No one knows what God put inside of you. So those people that say, you'll never, and you can fill in the blank, or those people that say your youth group will never grow, or your church is never going to grow, or your finances will never be what you want them to be, or those people that are negative don't know what God put inside of you, don't know the great I am, doesn't know Jehovah Jireh, doesn't know the... God Emmanuel, they don't know that he is with us and he's going to sustain us as long as we look up. Do you know, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I've never seen a tree grow down. You want to know why? Because they want to reach for the sun. They're going to stretch as far as they can stretch. A seed will never reach its optimal potential until it's planted in the dirt. Because then it's just a seed. It's not worthless. But you plant a seed in here, and it could be an oak tree. It could be a rose bush. It could be whatever it was intended to be. But it needs to be planted where it was destined to be planted. Some of us are going where we're not supposed to be. Some of us are saying, well, God, I just need you to answer me. And he's been answering you. But you just continue to keep walking. Some of us just need to stay still need to be planted and wait and wait for God to come over here. Listen, a gardener must tend to this seed daily. If you're growing crop, you must go out there every day to check on it because if not, the varmints will get it. If not, you don't know what went on during the night. See, when darkness falls, there's a lot of things that can happen. You know, I ne- my uh, Bailey, my oldest daughter, is starting to get scared of the dark, and we can't figure out really why. And so when we turn off the lights, she says, I'm scared something's going to get me. Because she can't see. There's a lot of times that we can't see what's happening. When, that, when I put the seed in here and I pour water in it and I give it the sunlight it needs and I just give it the oxygen it needs, we can't see what's happening in the inside because it's covered in dirt and it's surrounded by what, its environment. We can't see it, so we give up on it. 
Some of us are giving up way too early when our seed is just about to sprout out of the ground. But we're like, you know what? I've been sitting here too long. I've been waiting on this too long. God, I just can't do this anymore. And God said, if you just hang on one more week, one more month, one more day, one more hour, just hang on. Just hang on. I can, listen, I created you. I know what you're capable of. I planted the seed inside of you. I know what it's going to do if you allow me to continue to water you. Listen, I didn't know. There was a time in my life that I didn't know what I was created to do. I didn't even know that I had a purpose. Listen, there are youth, not only in this church, but fellows of or friends of mine that would not know the Lord had I given up, had people given up on me and said, you know what? I don't, this kid's rough around the edges. I can't, I can't deal with that. You know, we'll just stick to these kind of people. There'll be youth that will be going, dying and going to hell because they never received the word. Because I never reached my optimal potential because I was never planted where I needed to be planted. Some of us are missing out because we're not allowing people, mentors, family members, whoever it is. Listen, I, I came to Poppy yesterday. We were cleaning the church, getting it ready, and I said, Poppy, a little nervous. I ain't going to lie. Those are big shoes to fill. I said, listen, you know, there's many, many of men they could have called, many of women they could have called. And I know God's given me this word, and, I, and I'm okay with that, but I, I'm, it's still a little nerve-wracking. And all he did was encourage me and build me up. Sometimes we just need a little encouragement. Listen, and, and I hope Dad doesn't get mad when I say this, but I've been told that he talks. He talks to the seed when he plants it. He encourages the seed. He builds up the seed. Listen, you may say, that's, that's really dumb. Listen, that seed and everything that he's ever planted, even though it is about to be dead, has grown. And some of those things have grown like ridiculous. And he's like, son, I don't even know what happened here. This ain't, this ain't, no, I don't know. But it's because he talked to his seed. Sometimes you have to talk to your situation. I, I talk to Keith Red every now and then about once a week. And uh, <laughs> there's a group of guys, excuse me just a minute. There's a group of guys that he drives a truck with or in a group. And they talk to situations. Now, I'm, I'm fixing to give you a little nugget that I got just talking to Keith Red. They talk to their situations, but they expect. See, when God planted this seed, he expected it to grow. He didn't hope it would grow. They expect that the situations that they speak on are going to be dealt with. And it's not situations like, oh, we need more money. It's situations like, look, my brother down there is have has been given a diagnosis of cancer. And God, you said you are the healer and the great physician. You said by his stripes you are healed. And God, we ask you right now, we do, by your word and your promise that these things be done, we ask that you heal them. And things are moving. Am I right? It's because they believe and the seed that was planted. I'm wrapping up, guys. I'm wrapping up. 
Mm. Don't let anybody. See, it's easy for me to move this dirt. I can pick this dirt up and move it over here. Don't let just anybody handle your mess. Because then you're just in a bigger mess. Then you're just piling on. You know, dirt, I can get a shovel full of dirt and put it on the ground, and it's just a little pile. My dad can come with a backhoe and put a big pile of dirt on there. Then my dirt got covered up by his dirt. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't let just anybody handle your mess. Because then all they're doing is piling their dirt on top of your dirt, and now you got to dig your way higher up because their dirt's on top of your dirt. And not only their dirt, but the dirt that they had from somebody else. So now we're just piling on, and there's no, then there's no way out. And that's why we give up, because we let too many people speak to us that have no business speaking to us. And look, I'm only 32, and y'all probably thinking, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I've been through some stuff. And I've let some people speak into me that have piled on top of my dirt. And I have had to scratch and crawl my way to the top just so I can get a breath of fresh air. I'm just speaking to what I know. Don't let people pile on top of your dirt. God's greatest creation was you. And he made you out of dirt because he planted in you. And he can grow something inside of you. Are you going to reach your optimal potential? Are you going to are you going to reach your optimal potential or are you just going to die? Because the seed that doesn't get anything it needs just dies. It's your choice. Choose what you'd like. Me, I choose to grow. Me, I choose to fulfill my calling or my destiny. Me, I choose to be the oak tree and stand by the water and grow my roots down deep. You know, I always like the uh cartoon Pocahontas because she would go to the willow tree for wisdom and the willow tree was surrounded by the uh, this bed of water and it was an old grandma and she was very wise and I just loved the fact that she would go to the willow tree that's surrounded by water see she could have went to an oak tree that was in the middle of the woods she could have went to a pine tree but it was a willow tree because the willow tree hangs down and it covers so it gives you shade listen some of us just need to sit back and wait lean up against the tree and by the tree I mean the cross some of us just need to go to the cross lean back against it and remember what took place on it because what took place on it was to cover us, was to help us, was to be a symbol to say, listen, I gave it all so that you can have it all. You can have everything you want. You can be anything you want to be. You know, your parents tell you that when you were growing up. You can be anything you want to be. They're absolutely true if you're planted in the right spot. If dirt that you are is planted in the right spot so that you can grow and you can be enriched. I got two more statements. Josh, you want to come up and play me something? Um, maybe when God was creating us out of dirt, it's so that we wouldn't see ourselves as amazing feats of creatures, 
but instead we would focus on the creator who took so little and created something so incredible. Right now, I just want to tell you, you are incredible. Each one in this room is incredible. Each one of us in here have a talent, have a gift, have a seed inside of us that we just need to let grow. And some of us, our seed is just now poking out of the ground, and we are excited, and we are pumped because we see where it's going. Listen, this church, I know it's just a building, but just bear with me. This church has a seed that was planted inside of it years ago. And when I got here a couple of years ago, I'm thinking, man, this, this church has got it going on. And then I've watched this degress, and now we're starting to move back forward. We're starting to move up the hill. Because there's men and women in this church that believe in this church. There are men and women in this church that will stay and say, you know what? This thing will not die. If that's you and you know that it is, plant your seeds where you know the ground is fertile. Don't go plant your seeds on rocks. It's not going to grow. Plant your seed where you know it is fertile. And that's all I'm going to say with that. I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, I want you to re- I want to read two more things and I'm done, I promise. Um, There's a Lecrae song called It's Your World. And somewhere down the road it says these, these ver- this line or these words. The light of Christ is a blazing one. I'm evidence that of his amazing grace. Men continues to overvalue his worth. Spends most of its time trying to conquer the earth. That kind of action only leaves you empty or hurt. Then you see your true value when you return to the dirt. $5,000 casket, $500 clothes, six months of grieving, one year to decompose. I've yet to find a human who can outlive the curse while God sits in heaven and his feet are on the earth. You say, Angel, why do you read that? That makes no sense. Because to me that says God is in control. None of us are going to outrun God. We have a beginning and an end. What we do between there, as Pastor Hank says, is what matters. Not the beginning or the end. What we do between there. We cannot run this curse. This curse of living and dying. No, none of us can outlive it. As a matter of fact, Jesus didn't even outlive it. He was born, then he died. But the greatest story is what he did in between. Because what that says to us, or what it should say to us, is that you can live life and still be perfect. Because there were people in his life that were negative towards him. But he knew what the seed that he was carrying inside of him. One more thing. Some of us choose to be worthly, worthless as dirt. Other of us choose to step in and grow. Right now, just a moment. 
let's let's just close our eyes and I'm wrapping this up. I'm, I'm, as Pastor Hank would say, I'm pulling this bus into the stop. Guys, God gave me this word to say, you know what? You're not worthless. You're not cheap. You're not inexpensive. You're not a negative thing. You're positive. You're my greatest creation, and I created you out of dirt for a reason. Because when I plant inside of you, you're going to grow something, and you are going to change the world. I don't care where you've been or where you're going through or where you came from. God said you are going to change the world. But you gotta be, you got to choose today. Right now, in this moment, you got to choose, are you going to be just dirt or are you going to be a dirt that can grow and sustain things? Because see, what happens is when you grow something and you uproot that thing, you can plant something back into it. See, dirt isn't just one, one use and it's done. Dirt can be continually used. Do you want to be continually used? I love the fact that people decided, listen, there's a diamond in that rough. You know, Angel McCardo has potential to be great. Because when I was growing up, I was never told that I could be great. I was never told who I was and what I was created for. I was never brought up with the, the understanding that, listen, you have something inside of you that's going to change this world. Until two people decided to be Christ. And they decided to get their hands dirty just a little bit. Are you willing to get your hands dirty? By that I mean, are you willing to dig into your situation and stir up your dirt because it's dried up? Are you willing to go back to the Word and feed your dirt? Are you willing to let the sun come down and just breathe oxygen into that dirt? Are you willing to let the sun Jesus Christ pour water into that dirt. Listen, dirt has always been negative, but I'm here to say we, the church of the harvest, everyone in this building, everyone within the sound of my voice is fixing to make dirt a positive. Because we're going to start bearing fruit that we didn't even know we had inside of us. So, is there anybody in here that says, you know what, Angel? I've been focused on my dirt. I've just been focused that I'm, I'm worthless. I've just been focused that I'm, I'm nothing. Because that's all I know. Is there somebody in here that says, you know what? I just need, I just need a little oxygen. I feel like I'm being smothered. My situations are being piled on like dirt. I just need a little oxygen. I just need to break through the surface. Or is there somebody in here that doesn't even know that they have a seed planted inside of them and it's ready to grow? You just have to do something with it. What I'd like to do is if that's you, one of those three scenarios. 
every eye is closed and no one's looking around, I just want you to stand up right where you're at. Listen, there's no shame in your game. God's not going to say, you know what, look at that one, he messed up. God's going to say, yes, he's reaching, she's reaching their optimal potential right now. Now's the time where you start stirring up that dirt. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. God, right now, you see him, Father God. Lord, there's no sense in pointing them out, Father God, because right now you are doing backflips, Father God, because they're going to reach their optimal potential right now when they find out who they are. Father God, that's the greatest thing about this Bible, Father God. We not only find out who we are, but whose we are. Father God, we're your greatest creation. Father God, you could have made us out of anything, but you chose dirt so that you could plant in us a seed, Father God. Right now, Father God, those that are standing, Father God, I ask that you just, whatever their situation is, Father God, I don't even want to know, Father God, but you know, Father God, right now, Lord, you just stir up their ground, Father God, Lord, you show them their seed if that's the indication, Father God, Lord, and if they don't even know that they have a seed, Father God, I ask that right now, in this moment, Father God, that you show them their seed, Father God, and what they have called to be, Father God. Right now, Father God, I ask that you pour out your living waters in that seed, Father God. Lord, I ask that you just send your son, Father God, to give him a peace, Father God. So that seed would grow, Father God, without stress. Father God, but most of all, Father God, I ask that you just breathe into the situation. You give that thing oxygen a boost right off the get-go. Father God, I just praise you. Lord, and for everybody else in this room, Father God, everyone, Father God, everyone in this building, Father God, Lord, I ask that you give us the strength to stir up our soil, Father God, our dirt, Father God. Lord, so that we just don't become brittle and dry, Father God. Lord, that we become something that can be planted into, Father God. Lord, there are people in here, Father God, that have the anointing to heal, Father God. But they're not stirring up their dirt, Father God. Lord, there are people in here that have the ability to dream dreams, Father God. Lord, let us not take these things to the cemetery, Father God. But let us take these things, Father God, where you have planned for us to take them, Father God. Lord, I pray for everybody Situations, Father God, whatever they are, finances, Father God, health, Father God. Lord, I ask that you uncover the dirt of those situations. Show us the problem. And then tell us how to fix it, Father God. Speak to us, Father God, by your, your holy word, Father God. Sit with us, Father God. Help us through it, Father God. Give us the wisdom and the knowledge, Father God. Father God, we, we want to end time revival, Father God, but we're not willing to stir up our own dirt. 
to get it. Father God, I keep hearing people saying, we want a revival, we want a revival, we want a revival. Well, the revival starts inside of us, Father God. Father God, a revival starts inside of us, and we have to stir up our dirt so that God can plant what he wants to plant inside of us. God, I just praise you, and I thank you, Father God. I thank you for this word, Father God. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak it, Father God. Lord, I give you the glory and I give you the praise, Father God. Lord, and if it just touched one person, Father God, you did your job and I did mine as a vessel, Father God. Lord, I just thank you, Father God, and I give you all the glory. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for the word.